welcome back to another episode of PYD. I'm Tania. And I'm Ashley. And we have a lovely guest today. <laughs> Catherine, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. I am Catherine Carter. I own Grace and Virtue Events. I'm a wedding and event planner based in Silver Spring, Maryland. We are so happy to have you on today's show. Our topic is like, and like it may get a little bit sad, but you know, but yes, we're so excited to talk to you today. We're a, family, we're a support system. So yes, it's necessary and we're here yes. to support. Exactly. For those that are listening, like we are discussing today how to memorialize and like honor your loved ones that have passed away on your wedding day. Um, you know, very, very time-sensitive topic if you consider the world that we're in currently. So we are excited to talk to Catherine about this like very, very somber topic. (laughs) But before we get into all of that, let's, you know, kind of get to know you a little bit more. So like how, um, how long have you been in the industry and what were you doing before? So I started planning wedding. My first wedding was my mom and my stepfather's wedding in 2009. And he has since passed, but um, that was my first wedding and and introduction into uh, wedding planning. I've always been a planner, especially um, I was an RA in college, planned events, did things like that. I actually have been in the special education field for about 13 years, um, and I plan events for that as well. So I have done planning for all of my life. That's who I am as a person. And I really, when I did their wedding, I really wanted to explore that some more. So I did some friends' weddings, family stuff, family events, some baby showers, and really just loved it and and knew that I had the skills. Um, I'm really family-oriented, so I'm very passionate about family events and special events and weddings. They're my favorite, so, yeah. Aw, love it, love it. (laughs) Definitely, you need a planner that is passionate and especially the respect in the family part. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, a wedding is essentially a big old family reunion. It's a big old family event. So, and it's the joining yeah. of two families. So, yeah. And the fact Absolutely. that you're organized as well makes yeah. a huge difference. So, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love a list. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. Well, before we like get into the meat of everything and, you know, kind of like, go down this kind of sadish rabbit hole that we're going to go down. Um, we're going to play a quick game of this or that. We're going to play a quick uh, two or three rounds where for those that don't know what this or that is, you pick between this one or that one, like option one or option two. And it's always wedding thing for us. So to start off, Catherine, I'm going to ask you to answer first, but would you opt for like a memorial table or would you and this is you know this feels very kind of like who's really asking for any of this but would you go for honoring your loved ones with a memorial table or would you go for the signature cocktail named after them oh good question i would go for the signature cocktail only because i think it's cool to be creative and to add kind of like your own spin on your wedding. It's your wedding. It should be made mm-hmm. up of who you are and what you love. And if that loved one meant, you know, so much to you, I think, yeah, naming it after them is totally a great idea. I love to be creative. So I think that's a creative way to, to honor them. I like it. What about you, Tania? I think I'm going to go with the table. 
um, just because on both sides, granted, I'm not there yet, but on both sides of the family, we have lost, you know, like some close loved ones. And so I would definitely want their picture to be displayed um, just yeah. so those family members that actually attend the wedding can actually know that we have, you know, honored them. Um, so, yeah, the table. Okay. Good one. Good one. All right. Second question. So shifting to more just kind of like general wedding stuff, would you invite people to the wedding through digital form, like an invite or like paperless post, or would you send the old fashioned paper email? I mean, not paper email, paper, paper, Stationary. Yeah. 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 I think I would do the traditional stationary just because I love the paper and and the nostalgia that you feel and getting mail. Like I love that feeling, Mm -hmm. but that's a hard one because man, I would want to do both probably. (laughs) (laughs) But I'd pick the stationary. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) All right, Tania. So Y'all may be surprised, but I'm going to take the frugal route. <laughs> I you were about to say that. I was going to say, she is about to be cheap. That's okay. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back to all of the invitations that I have received and where they are right now. They are literally I was say, where in are they? a box. They're in a box and they're like on top of each other. And I, like, I don't know when or if I'll ever take them out and display them, you know, partially because it's not my wedding it's yeah throw them away, wedding. take yeah. a picture of it to keep it somewhere and then throw it away yeah sure. you can start a digital file that's cool yeah but or like a, a a photo album of like the one the ones that you really really love right so like the ones yeah. that are generic or anything like that you can part ways with it if you want but like the ones that are yeah. meaningful to you if there were a family members or a best friend or whoever, like the meaningful ones you can put in like a photo album. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I received, yeah. um, like I went to Indian wedding last year and of course, like they go all out with their invitations. It's like a little book, you know, so I'm definitely going to keep that. But, but yeah, that's a good idea, but still frugal all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So the last round, would you wear heels for the ceremony or like, I want to call them kitten heels, but you know, like something that's like maybe one and a half inch or shorter. Which one? I'm going to say probably a flat or a kitten heel or something small, just because John and I are about the same height. So I don't want to be too much <laughs> taller than him, but I also want to be comfortable. So I'd probably wear something close to a flat. Yeah. And there's some cute flats out there. There are. <laughs> there are and i mean if the dress is long enough you don't really see the shoes anyway so or right. yeah or i do like a combination of like a little heel and then switch them out yeah definitely yeah so i'm gonna go with a heel you know in the beginning but then i'm probably going to switch out to sneakers or flats of course to be honest yes <laughs> of course of course Oh man, I feel that 100%. If y'all know me, I am a Birkenstock fan. So I always joke with Ed, I'm like, I'm going to wear Birkenstock. Um, You could always do those high heel banging shoes and have them in your pictures and your flat lays, but you never have to wear them. Nobody's going to know. Oh, that is true. That is so true. Okay. I like that. (laughs) 
Ed will be listening to this <laughs> and he's going to be like rolling his eyes so hard. But you know what? Those fancy stilettos, those, because there are some bomb shoes yes. that are heels. And sometimes it's like you wear them for five minutes and like you might be like, okay, I need to take them off. But like they're gorgeous. Yeah. Really gorgeous. So you might not have to wear them, but you could take pictures of them. I like that because I haven't <laughs> worn heels, heels like in forever. So yeah. That was a great idea. And that was a fun little game of this or that. So um, now we are going to take a quick say-law for this ad. And we'll be right back. Ashley and I would love for you to go to iTunes after you listen to this episode, of course. And let us know how much you love us or offer us some feedback. We would really appreciate that. And that would help us out a lot. We wish you all much love and success. Now let's get back into this episode. And, you know, we are back. We're here with Catherine and we're talking about a very like hard topic that people don't want to think about because no one really wants to talk about death. It's a very like depressing and kind of somber conversation to or even thought to have because it's something we're all going to experience at some point, but no one wants to think about it before they get there, right? And in the state that we're currently in, where we've been, you know, dealing with this virus in the U.S. since, what, parts of the country since January, probably the majority of the country since March. We're in August, so at least five months, going into six months of this for the bulk of it. And, you know, there's been a lot of us that have actually lost somebody due to COVID-19 or, you know, someone that might have passed away because of something else in this time frame. Like I had a coworker that passed away of cancer the week we like the week after, like the first week we um, started working from home. And um, he had it for a while, but the majority of us weren't aware of it until like maybe earlier in the month. So we only really knew that he was sick maybe for like two or three weeks before he passed away, like knew the severity of it more than anything. And I mean, like I think about like my mom had a coworker that passed away very suddenly at the end of May um, due to a stroke. And there are just a lot of um, there's been a lot, you know, and so when you are getting married, you want to um, do something special for those people that you wish were there. I think sometimes, you know, like we've seen a few ideas, a few of the popular ideas um, time and time again, but, you know, we like to think outside the box and try to think of like multiple ways and like multiple things that, you know, just for you to consider um, whether you're a bride or a groom that's going to get married or you're just listening just because, you know, you're just listening. Or if you're a vendor, this might be an idea that you could pass along to um, your couples of, you know, kind of what to do. So we're so happy again, Catherine, that you're on. I know that was a very long intro to all of this, but uh, we're going to get into the meat of it all now. Um, Absolutely. And, Thank you. Yeah. And, and, it, and like you said, it is a hard topic and there are a lot of people yeah. who have had loss and we want to honor that. We want to respect that everyone grieves in different ways, manners, timeframes. And especially if you're considering, you know, having a wedding within the next few months, within the next year, we want to honor that loved one that you lost at your comfort level. So it's important to be aware of how you're feeling about it and 
how comfortable you are sharing that with your guests or sharing that with your wedding party or sharing that, you know, for sure, you want to make sure you're sharing that grief with your loved one and your, your partner. But we do, we do honor that it is a loss and that is, it's a time that we want to celebrate, but we also want to honor those loved ones. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Tania, take it away. Okay. If a couple wants to honor their loved ones, what vendors should you tell? You absolutely want to tell your wedding planner, especially if they're helping you with full planning or partial planning services. They can help you kind of navigate those details. Think of ideas that will help you kind of get through the process. Like I said before, it's at your comfort level. So you want to make sure that you let your planner know if there are any ideas that you have that you want to consider that might include some vendors like your florist or your caterer or your your baker or the venue even might be a good good way to kind of include them and kind of give them a heads up, especially if there's a feature or a skill that they have that can and can contribute to, you know, that loved one. Especially, you know, if it's their favorite flowers, you want to let your florist know like, hey, like my mom loved these flowers or my loved one loved these flowers. We want to use these as our as our wedding flowers. So I, I would say especially your planner, but any vendor that would contribute to supporting and, and honoring that loved one. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea as well. Catherine has prepared for us like a very amazing list of ideas, um, far better than anything you could have ever Googled or even tried to think of on your own. Um, so we're going to kind of go through each one and just kind of discuss it and, you know, like how it can apply to a couple, how to actually implement it and, you know, just kind of like go through all of them. So. Catherine, take it away. Absolutely. Thank you for this opportunity. And, and like I said, I, I want to make sure that couples or anyone thinking about honoring their, their loved one on, on their wedding day or event day, even that they remember that it's at their comfort level. And the way I think about it is two ways, either a private remembrance where you do something to honor that loved one, but you kind of keep it to yourself or maybe your partner or your loved one. And then the other way is a shared remembrance. So you're sharing that memory or that um, love that you have for that for that individual publicly and with your your wedding guests or your event guests. So I'll give you two kind of examples before I kind of go through the list more in detail. Mm-hmm. So a private remembrance would be do one or two things. Wear their favorite scent, their favorite perfume or cologne. You could wear that either your wedding day or your wedding weekend. That just kind of helps you kind of think about them, kind of remember, you know, when they wore that scent or you mm-hmm. know what have you. And then another private way could be having something of theirs that you wear. So we all know of the something owned, something borrowed, something blue, those types of things. It could be something that they previously owned that you carry on you. Hmm. Or even, I love this idea I saw it once, um, sewing their name into your wedding dress or your tuxedo jacket or onto Aww. a handkerchief that you carry with you throughout the day. I think those are really sweet private remembrance opportunities for you to kind of remember them in that private way. And then for shared, I mean, we talked about it before about the memorial table, right? So a lot of people want to do that memorial table. I think that's lovely. I think that's a great idea. And if people Mm -hmm. are looking for ways to do it a little bit more um, different than just a memorial table, you could do a wedding, you know, any of your wedding signage. So their favorite quote, their favorite Bible verse, or their favorite song lyric, and having Mm -hmm. that on your 
your programs, your menu, or, you know, a lot of weddings, they're doing the welcome signs with the calligraphy on the mirrors. You could do, you know, welcome to Ashley and John's wedding. And then at the bottom, it's your, you know, that quote that that loved one loved or something like that. So you can kind of be creative with how you want to honor them and remember that loved one. But I think it's important to remember to consider how you're feeling and how you're going to feel on that day. That day is already so emotional. So if you feel that you want to do something more private to still remember them, but then be able to kind of carry on with the day, then something private is appropriate. But if you're okay and you're comfortable doing something shared with your guests can also be a good idea too. That's a good idea. You know, I never really would have thought about like the private ways to remember someone because I feel like you always see the like the memorial table is the probably the most popular one um or sometimes you know you you might see like other little ways where there's like some signage that lets you know that like there are people here that we wish were here but you know have passed away I never thought about something as simple as like just wearing like a scent or something that just like reminds you of them throughout the day and it doesn't have to be necessarily something that like you tell everybody about or you tell anybody about but maybe like you tell your photographer and they can like if it's a cologne or a perfume like maybe when they're doing that flat lay they can incorporate that in there as well or you know absolutely Absolutely. I like that. I like that. And for the memorial table, you could, you could make it even something more special by adding items that belong to them as, you know, those details on that memorial table and, and make sure that those items are included in the detail shots that the photographer and the videographer take, you know, something you could do to make it more private is take a picture while you're getting ready with those items. So maybe all of your guests don't see that and they don't experience that. But you do, you get to, you know, have that perfume bottle or that favorite pen or that watch or that locket that they used to wear. And you have those items on you when you're getting ready on your wedding day. And then your photographer or your videographer can can capture those pictures and capture those moments. And you can have those to cherish. I absolutely love that. Um, Yeah. Like Ashley was saying, like, I would have never thought about the scent. You know, because that's mm-hmm. something big because you always remember how your loved one smelled, mm-hmm. you know. So that's, yeah, that's definitely like one of my faves. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to go through another way that you can do a public remembrance is with the memorial table, you know, have a book or some note cards, some pretty stationery to match your, your invitations or something. And you can have your guests write a note of their favorite memory with that loved one or something that they remember that's special or something they wish for the couple that they know that that loved one would have wanted for them. Just sharing those sweet moments that the couple can cherish later on, um, I think is a sweet public way. I know I talked a little bit about um, doing things creative. You can also do that version through a photo booth or video booth and having those videos recorded. I know a lot of photo booths and video booths companies allow you to get all of that digital footage once the event is over. So you don't have to like go and do anything extra. You get all of that footage at the end of the night anyway. And so a lot of people are going to do those photo booths and put on all those fun signs and, and, and costume and things like that. And then Separately, they can send a sweet message of, I know your mom would have wanted to be here if she could, you know, those types of things. 
um, and making sure that they honored that loved one and saying they would have been so proud and so happy to be here and just continue that sweet message and well wishes for the couple so you can do that video as well. I like that idea. And um, I think it like with immediate family members that passed away and no matter like what the time frame was, mm-hmm. or if there was someone that like was actively kind of like within the engagement period has passed away. I feel like that could be something where it's like, oh, you're like someone, you know, like an uncle passed away suddenly. Like last September, my uncle passed away. Yeah, it was two months after we got engaged. And so I think of something like that where it's like, oh man, like if a certain song came on or, you know, and you're in the video booth at that time and it's like playing in the background or something like that could be a really great kind of like, huh, you know, like uncle so-and-so would have loved to hear the song, right? Or, you know, like, Absolutely. oh, you know, he's here with you because, you know, like this is on, you know, like yeah. I'm just... I'm just picturing like that. I think that is a really awesome, a really awesome and unique like way to remember someone. Like I think that's also a great way to drive people to the photo booths because as of lately, you know, speaking to other vendors, people get the photo booth and no one actually utilize the photo booth. So I think that's another way to drive people to the photo booth, especially if you really, really want one. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And actually you mentioned music. So a couple of ways that you can you know, honor your loved one with music is playing their favorite song when the wedding party walks down the aisle. And that can even be private or public. Like your guests don't have to know that 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 was their favorite song, or maybe they do. Mm. Um, Another thing that you could do with music is, you know, having, you know, I mentioned earlier, having the song lyrics on your stationery and different things like that. You know, there's, there's different moments that we we're all touched by different things, you know, yeah. Some music might touch some people more than it might touch others or smell might touch other, some people more than it touches others. So you just have to think of what what makes you smile when you think of that person, what makes you feel positive and feel good and make you feel happy because it is your wedding day and you want to enjoy it. But you also want to kind of make sure that you're remembering that person in a sweet and appropriate way. I know we talked about, you know, music and other things, but like those jewelry pieces, those are important as well. And like wearing the locket and, and you know, having those things available to you throughout the day. So whether it's music, whether it's a personal item, whether it's, you know, a scent that they're wearing, any of these options can work for anyone. And, and you, they can even personalize it. Couples can take these suggestions and, and make it their own. They don't have to do it exactly this way. And I think that's one of the things that I love about weddings and doing things in a way that makes you feel special, in a way that makes you feel like you honored them, you had a beautiful day, and you can remember this for forever. And I know some of the traditional ways, so we talked about Mm -hmm. memorial table, but previously I know people used to do like leaving the seat open with a rose on it. Um, Mm. I think something that's sweet is candle lighting, and doing it kind of in a manner of where you can have a family mem- member light that candle or series of candles. If you've lost Ooh. multiple loved ones, you can light, you know, a candle for every loved one you've lost um, or two. And then you can have the family member or someone special um, light those candles. I think that's a sweet moment and a sweet way to include a family member. And hey, you've, you've, ha- you've had this loss, share in this celebration and this remembrance with me. Um, yeah. I think that's another sweet way to kind of incorporate those loved ones, especially if it was a loved one that may be more a little bit removed, like an aunt or an uncle 
you can have, you know, their son be an usher or you can have their son say, hey, you know, be a part of the the wedding process and, and light these candles for us or, you know, different things like that. There's different ways you can incorporate other family members too, because it's not just your loss either, right? Some, the, the rest of the family has experienced that loss as well. I think that's a great idea. I'm definitely here for like including family in the wedding um, in some form or fashion, whether they're a greeter or like a part of the bridal party. Um, but I think that's really sweet. And I love candles. I know Tania loves candles too. I really like that, like having that moment in the ceremony where it's like a family member comes up and lights the candle. Whenever I think of candles, you know, I usually think of like the unity candle. So I like that this is like another way for you to incorporate candles, especially if you do enjoy candles as well, but to honor, you know, those family members and not just lighting one, but like if there were say like six people that passed away, having six different like candles um, to kind of like, you know, take that moment of silence to kind of honor them and their presence and the fact that you wish that they were there with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think something else that a family member can be included in is, you know, reading a special poem that reminds you of that loved one or, you know, reading a lyric or, you know, whatever that, that signifies that relationship you can have them read that as a part of the ceremony. I've seen a lot of weddings where family members, you know, they sing during the, the ceremony. You can have all of those different types of moments and still honor your loved one through those different things. And, you know, one couple may have their family member sing a song that means something to them and something to that loved one that was lost. And in another wedding, it might mean something totally different. So it all, you know, it depends on your comfort level and doing what is is sentimental and meaningful to you. I agree. One reason why I'm excited um, that we're kind of going through this is because I think sometimes we see, and this is just like with everything in wedding planning, sometimes you see like three or four things that are, you know, that frequently get recycled because they're popular, they look cool. Um, they're either the thing of the moment or it's just like, when you think of a certain element of the wedding, you think of this. So you don't really think outside the box of like other ways to necessarily achieve that same kind of experience or feeling. Um, and so this list, even, I mean, we're not done by any means, but like the fact that there are so many different ideas for so many different people. And it seems like every idea you can either do privately or, you can share it with your guests and the attendees of your event, your, you know, the wedding. So I, I, I'm, I'm here for it all. Absolutely. And, and I think it's important to make sure that I, I talked about in the beginning, sharing it with your wedding planner and some of your wedding vendors, but making sure that if you do have a, a wedding party that, you know, you share with them, like what's going on, what are the, the significance of the different things that you're doing so that they're aware and they, they can help support you through those moments. Um, I think that's important as well. And one of the things that we didn't talk about so far is food, right? So food is the heart of a lot of people's homes, right? And you can display their favorite food during cocktail hour or have their favorite dinner served during your main meal, whether it's plated or buffet. Um, I think there's a lot of different things that you can kind of play around with and be creative with incorporating like food elements through throughout the wedding and, and celebrating that person's life as well. Dessert. Oh my goodness. You, there's so many different things that you could do. And, there, and there are so many different vendors who 
you know, I've created this, this brief list, but there, there's other wedding vendors that could take this list and kind of expand it and say, oh, with the cake, we can do this and we can do that. And I think each vendor that you talk to can share a different element or share in that experience and kind of identify with you as a couple and help you kind of get through that process. I absolutely love the food idea because yeah. I would have never, I mean, I'm like, I know early we talked about like the signature cocktail, but you know, like you never really think of the dessert or the, um, or like the main course. Um, cause I'm even thinking now, you know, like I was really close to my cousin who passed away. She made the best macaroni and cheese, like hands down. So like I, like now I'm thinking like, dang, like I can actually honor her, you know, and maybe even name this, you know, or talk to, talk to my caterer about, you know, Hey, you know, make sure the macaroni is on point because, you know, because this is going to be, you know, a way that I'm going to honor my cousin. So I, like, Absolutely. I thought about that. Absolutely. Or, or you could even, you know, telling your caterer as well, but then having your station there or whoever's doing your, you know, your, your programs or your menus or whatever, having those custom cards. And then, like you said, putting that person's name on it. So when guests come up and they get their food, they know that this was, you know, put in your cousin's name, yeah. blanks food or, you know, blanks mac and cheese or uh-huh. you know, that type of thing. So absolutely. I think in just kind of like thinking back before we like get into the other questions, I think my favorite ones, cause so I'm getting married in October, but it's just going to be the two of us. And then we're going to have the big to do next year, hopefully, hopefully. And so I was always thinking of like doing the memorial table, but I really like, I mean, I love the scent. Um, but I'm trying to think like now I need to, I know like my grandpa and cause my main, my grandpa's have both passed away, but I was closer to one than the other. And so I'm thinking like, okay, what are, you know, like, what are the different ways? So I would probably do, you know, like maybe, um, the respective tables, like the reception tables and this, and even like the ceremony seating, like have a special place where it's like at this table, like this is a spot for Wilton. And at this table, there's a spot for Homer. Um, so that is technically like seven people at a table instead of eight or, you know, I love that idea. I mean, like you basically inspired this, like, I mean, uh, like the note cards and even, you know, like just, I mean, you were saying to me, like with, cause you're talking about Marsha, right? Mm -hmm. So you would have like Marsha's mac and cheese. Like you could also have like the note card with like, you know, her name there too. So it's like, you know, she's also still very much a part of this yeah playing the favorite songs that's gonna happen definitely yeah (laughs) so i'm gonna um actually backtrack to the note cards like or you can Mm -hmm. actually name the tables after like your family's um, name i I love that because you can and even like with you know how we have table numbers for each table you could name each table if you had you know loved ones on both sides of the couple that you know lost loved ones you could name the tables cities that those family members were born in or that Ooh. meant something to them. Or you Ooh. could name... Okay, Catherine! All right. <laughs> Catherine's snapping! Yeah. <laughs> or you could name it after, you know, last names in the family. So, you know, um, some families have multiple last names. They're all connected. Yeah. You have cousins and aunties and uncles. You could do it where you know, your main tables were the last names of those loved ones that you may have lost. And then 
as you go, like, let's say you have 10 tables, maybe your first four, you know, you lost four people that, that, that meant so much to you. So you have their last names assuming that they're different as those tables. But then you can go on and add on if there's other family members that are in that group of all your guests, having their last name as a table name, you know, those Mm -hmm. different types of ways to include everyone. Like we're all family. We come from different, you know, branches of this family. But we all connected to grandma or auntie or whoever it may be. I love that, you know, you can change up those table numbers and they can be, anything that's significant to that person. It could be all different types of cities. Maybe they traveled. So all the cities they've been to or Mm -hmm. all the places they would have went to or wanted to go to, Mm -hmm. you can kind of switch it up and be creative about how you remember them. I like that. And like, now that I'm thinking about this, even if assuming that, you know, you may not have a a huge family, but like maybe your best friend's mom was very close to you or, you know, or something like that, you can also honor them as well, you know, especially if they were very close to you um, and they meant a lot to you. And, you know, like say if your best friend is your maid of honor, you know, you could like have this as a surprise to her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, even though like, yeah, it's your day, but you can also, right. you know, surprise her and be like, hey, you know, your mom meant like a lot to me. So. And you if know. you wanted to have that be a private moment, you could wear. Exactly. Anyone, you know, any item that belonged to her, her perfume, or, mm-hmm. you know, have her name stitched on a handkerchief, like any of the ideas we previously talked about, Yeah. depending on how you want to go with it. If you wanted to have that public moment and have her, you know, last name, whatever, be the, the name of the table that they're sitting at, or you want to mm-hmm. make it private and you, you do one of those sweet moments, you know, wearing her perfume or wearing something that belonged to her, a ring, a locket, a watch. Any one of those things could work and, mm-hmm. and would mean so much to that best friend. Exactly. I love this. I think of um, a couple we talked to last year, um, Sandy and Kareem. Um, Sandy's father had passed away. And so I think they had kind of like the locket um, with his photo um, around her bouquet and a wedding I also attended last year, her father passed away as well. And so they did that, the same thing to like bring her father into the wedding ceremony. And it was like, he was walking her down the aisle. I think that's such a, I I love that idea. I mean, honestly, all of these ideas are great. I don't think there's a bad way to honor your loved ones. It really, like you said, it speaks to, it's more about like, what are you comfortable with? Do you need to have a private moment or do you need to have a shared moment or do you want to have a shared moment? Because some people don't, some people don't, they know themselves. So it's like, if I, you know, have like Luther Vandross dance with my father again, as you know, like that song playing or something, I'm just going to, you know, be a ball of tears or something. So like, maybe it's not that, but maybe, you know, I know his favorite color was green so i'm going to paint my nails green that day or like incorporate more greenery in the the floral design and all of that so absolutely it it could if there's a favorite theme like one of the the ideas on the list was if there's a favorite theme like they loved a favorite tv show or favorite you know fill in the blank you could have that as your wedding theme if you wanted to you know, incorporating mm-hmm. their favorite colors, like you said, 
those are all great ways to to make sure that you're honoring that that memory. If you even if you shared a um, an experience with them that you want to make sure that you incorporate it. Like we went on this trip and we did this, so we want to incorporate the food from that location in this trip, or you know, what have oh, you. There's so nice. many creative ways that you can incorporate that loved one and those memories, those cherished memories. I did. I helped a friend of mine a few years ago with her wedding and her mom had passed and I recommended the, the picture frame and the, in the bouquet. Mm-hmm. And that meant so much to her. And I know, you know, having lost my stepfather and, and my mom and my stepfather, their wedding was my first wedding that I ever did. Um, my mom, after my stepfather passed, gave John, my boyfriend, some watches and some cufflinks that, you know, belonged to him. And I know John receiving that he, was really touched by that. So, you know, I could definitely say, Hey John, would you mind wearing, you know, pops cufflinks or his watch? And I'm, I'm sure he would want to, um, as well, you know, on our wedding day when we get married. So I think there's so many different ways that I'm like, I'm in love with all these different ideas of ways (laughs) to remember loved ones. Like, I think it's so sweet and it's, it's just remembering what you're comfortable with and, and knowing what's going to make you, feel more emotional and it's okay. That's part of your grief journey and your healing process. That's fine. If you're not comfortable with all these things, um, you don't have to do all of them. You could pick the smallest one. You could pick the one that's most meaningful, you know, couples like the planning process is so in depth. And I think talking these things out will definitely help kind of think, help couples think about, what what are the things that they want to highlight about that person? What are their favorite things that they want to make sure is captured in their wedding day and included in their special day? They're not here, but they're not forgotten. Yeah. Man, this conversation is like making me all emotional. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm right. like trying to, that's like a hope at the tears, you know, but I mean, I love, I love every yeah. single, you know, idea that you've come up with. And I think our listeners are definitely going to appreciate this as well. I agree. I agree. So one of the areas that we didn't cover was transportation. And I know um, we were talking about that there's so many different things to think about when you're planning your wedding. Um, But for transportation, like if your loved one had a car um, that they had and that they loved, like I know for my stepfather, he loved his Cadillacs, loved his Cadillacs. And we actually, we did, after he passed, we did um, sell his Cadillac. But if we had kept it or if my mom had kept it and, you know, if I was getting married around that time, I definitely yeah. like, can we can I ride in the Cadillac to, to my <laughs> wedding? Or, you know, that would have been like our good night car. You know, at the end of the night, the couple leaves, that could have been oh. our, you know, our good night car or whatever. But transportation is another way. I know um, there are a lot of people who are car people. Um, Or you could, there's a lot of um, rental companies, so you can rent, you know, a car from an era that that family member loved, or, you know, if they love the 60s, you can rent a 60s car, or whatever it may be. Those are different ideas that you can incorporate, like if you wanted to incorporate something special for transportation, that's... Oh, I love that. that You know, that could be public and private, because everyone will see the car and they wish you good night, but they don't have to know that, Hey, that car, we got that one specially because, you know, this loved one loved Cadillacs or this one loved, you know, 60s cars, you know, so it can be kind of like a, a special thing either way. 
Oh, I love that. Yeah, because I mean, I think of like fathers and uncles mm-hmm. and like dads and stepdads that like, I mean, I know women love cars as well, but sometimes you think of like, you know, so-and-so love that muscle car, or like love this, you know, this type of car from this mm-hmm. time or like, oh, you remember they had this Volkswagen bug or like, yep. I mean, who, yeah, <laughs> it could be anything. You're like, oh, you remember they have that uh, BMW, the 89 mm-hmm. BMW, like whatever Absolutely. it is. Absolutely. And there's, and there's, yeah, you can like, if you don't physically have that car, you can rent it. Um, and that, oh, I love that way. Oh, that is so, that's so cool. <laughs> that's a real cool one. I like so that. I, I, I would, I would say that for any category in wedding planning there is something you can do to honor your loved one no matter what it is you might have to be a little bit more creative and maybe talk it out a little bit i think talking with your wedding planner or you know a family member whoever um just to get the ideas out and then talking to more specifically to your planner to kind of help you execute those ideas Mm -hmm. um but i think just talking it out first to like why is it important why is it significant what does it mean to you will you be more emotional about this or will you feel happy? Like if I think if you're able to kind of answer those questions beforehand, it'll be more meaningful and, and you can enjoy it more and experience it more on the wedding day. The wedding day goes by so fast anyway. Yeah. And so I think the, the things that you are putting in place, you want to enjoy them. You want to be in the moment, you know, you don't want to have to be like, Oh, I put this thing in place, but I didn't even get to enjoy it. I saw the memorial, right. you know, I, I thought about doing this memorial table. I gathered all the pictures, but I never saw it. You know, you want to make sure that those things that you're planning for and that you're including in your wedding that you get to actually experience, whether it's public or private, you know, shared experience or private. And one last idea, and I just thought about this because it's what we're doing. My fiance and I are getting married on my grandparents' anniversary. and so using dates as a way, you know, whether it was someone's birthday, um, one couple that we talked to earlier this year, they, you know, of course, COVID messed up all of us 2020 girls. So, um, she, they were supposed to get married in September, but they ended up getting married last month on what would have been her, um, mother and father-in-law's anniversary. So it was a way for them because they're, um, her mother and father-in-law both passed away this year. And so it was a way for her and her husband to continue that lineage of like, you know, another generation of a successful marriage. And she loved both of them. Um, And if she's listening to this girl, I got all this off your Instagram, but I really love the fact that- That is very sweet. I love that. It's such a sweet tribute because it was like, we're, we we all have to find ways to kind of pivot and, you know, do things. And she could have just like, you know, gotten married at home, stuck with the same day and move forward. But for some of us, or, you know, for some that think like there actually is a day that has some value or actually has some weight to it. Let me honor that loved one or loved one's on that day, um, whether it was their birthday or an anniversary or just a day that was very special to them. Like, so um absolutely i love those ideas and even if you know if you if you if a couple picked a wedding date that was significant for them and meeting for them they can still keep that date and celebrate 
a wedding, you know, an engagement party on that date that maybe the loved one Mm. had a birthday or anniversary, they can still honor that those other dates that are not their wedding date and still have, you know, celebrations. They can have, you know, a, a family brunch. Like we're bringing all our family together. Today would have been our loved one's birthday party, birthday. We want to celebrate. They come together and have a, you know, a brunch, assuming that, you know, with all the restrictions that we have in place, it's, it's, it's allowed, but um, you know, there's still ways that you can honor those dates. And I, I love that, Ashley, that, you know, yeah. thinking about, you know, maybe we're getting married on grandma and granddaddy's wedding anniversary or their, you know, mom's birthday or whoever, and still honoring those dates. I think that's important and a lovely idea. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Tania. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> if a loved one is very sick or terminally ill and can't, and can't physically attend the wedding, what can the couple do to celebrate with them? If you can be around those loved ones safely, you can take pictures with them in your wedding dress and your tuxedo after the wedding or before the wedding. You can, you know, if you can get there safely and be around them, you can do, you know, have your photographer come with you and do those, those portraits beforehand. Um, if, they're, if you're not able to do that safely, you can have your caterer set aside some, you know, a plated meal or whatever the wedding food is, you know, some cake, whatever, set those things aside and send it to them. So they can still kind of have a piece of the day. You can make sure that, you know, you send them the wedding favors. You can have the virtual participation option where they're participating virtually through Zoom or whatever video platform you're using during the wedding day. Um, And you can also have a private moment with them where you do a Zoom call or some type of FaceTime call before the wedding or after the wedding to to just spend a little bit of time with them, have a sweet moment and and include them on that special day. I know it's hard when, you know, I know during this, this quarantine, it's hard because some of our family members are a little bit more immune sensitive than others. So we want to make sure we're keeping everybody safe, but if you can safely do it, make sure that you, you can at least get to them, at least at the end of the day, you know, the wedding happened, you send them pictures throughout the day and you're getting to see them at the end and they get to see you in your wedding dress and your tuxedo. I love that. Especially like, you know, um, especially if it's like your grandmother, like your grandmother mm-hmm. can be on um, a FaceTime call or on a Zoom call um, and, you know, be there while you're getting dressed, not, you know, like naked or whatever, but you know what I mean. Putting your dress on. Yeah. <laughs> like putting, putting your, your dress, dress on. on. Yeah. We're <laughs> getting your makeup done. And, exactly. And those like special moments, you know, before the ceremony. Exactly. You know, those, are, those are all great options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, I love that. My next question is, is there a limit on how many people to honor? No, I don't think so. I think if you've lost a significant number of people and you want to honor them, this is your wedding. Do what you think is best. Consider how you want to honor them. If you want to honor them publicly and, and making sure you know, you're having that memorial table with all their pictures, all of their you know, personal items or different things like that, um, especially if you're honoring multiple people. If, if it is multiple people and you have enough tables, you could name those tables after them. Um, you know, that there's so many different ways that you could honor them. And, and even if you wanted to honor them privately, that's okay too. You could do any of the options that we talked about today, but there's no limit. I I wouldn't suggest that there's a limit. 
whatever you feel comfortable with, you know, celebrating and honoring their life on your wedding day, I think is appropriate. I like that. Because there shouldn't be a limit, to be honest. No, no. Because we can't control if we lose a loved one, right? Exactly. Exactly. Unfortunately, there are, I know, um, there have been people who may have lost multiple people, Mm -hmm. um, either at one time, unfortunately, or people back to back, you know, consecutively. And and that's a loss. And and they're allowed to feel that loss and honor those people that they've lost. Yeah. I remember like, I think back to 2018. So my grandpa passed away November, 2018, January, unexpectedly a cousin, um, same side of the family passed away. And then I want to say like a month later, an uncle passed away, still same side of the family. So it was my grandpa's brother and nephew that both passed away, like within like a three and a half month span. And it was just like, what in the world is going on? But I mean, when I think of whenever we do have our bigger celebration, I do want to honor all three of them because they all would have been invited. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they would have been able to physically make it or not. Um, yeah. So yeah. Next Absolutely. question. That's, that's definitely, you know, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Oh gosh. I like, the last few years have been like a little rough. Like I, I feel like I went through a stretch where I didn't really have anyone pass away. And then it was just like, all right, we're at this age now where this is the thing that happens. So yeah. I kept, it's, um, it's even harder when it's unexpected. I have oh, yeah. a best friend yeah. who lost her father, who from my best friend from high school. And it was very unexpected. Like he was posting on social media, like the day before he passed and, I remember liking that post and, and kind of just seeing, you know, all the things that he was up to because um, he was kind of like a father figure to me growing up in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was very, you know, thrown off by, wait, what do you mean he passed away? Like, yeah. So I can't imagine for, you know, my best friend from high school, like, and her children who were very close to their grandfather. So yeah, it's, it's very, when it's unexpected, I think it's like any loss is hard any yeah. loss is hard and and everyone grieves that loss differently right think, especially when it when it's unexpected it's kind of like you're in shock for quite some time you know yeah no definitely I like when I think of because it got to the point where I was like I just need to create a list of everybody um so I don't forget because I like I had a friend that passed away earlier this year. I had a cousin that passed away in January. My uncle passed away in September. And then like my grandparents and like a great aunt and like just different people. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. I don't want to. And this is just my side. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to my fiance. So I just like, I don't want to forget anyone or if, you know, say, like a cousin comes, but that was their mom or that was their like sister or something. I don't want them to feel like, well, they didn't do anything for me because you will get into that. Like sometimes if, you know, it's, it's sad that sometimes people don't think that, you know, crazy, their wedding is not actually for you, (laughs) but you might get into the, you know, the family politics of like, well, you did this for uncle so-and-so, But, you know, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I used to babysit you up until you were three. Well, I'm 
35 now, you know, or like whatever the thing is. So it's like, yeah, the relationships have evolved. They've changed. Um, but it's just still something you have to consider. Um, yeah. So yeah, like, and it is hard because when you're, you're, you're grieving, right? So you're thinking about right. your feelings. And so when family is involved, it becomes a little bit harder because they have feelings too, but right. you're also planning a wedding you're you're grieving and like you have everyday life things that are going on so it, it is hard and and i think when when thinking about how you want to honor and memorialize those loved ones and those individuals you really have to consider do i want to do this publicly do i want to do this privately um there's also um for those members like if if you feel like there's so many you can just have, you know, a sign like you had mentioned earlier for the ones, the little ones we've lost and just kind of keeping it yeah. kind of general just because there might be so many people um, that you want to make sure that you honor and remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it could be even as simple, like maybe it's nothing written down, but maybe you make a speech at the end of the night or during your toast and you just say, hey, mm-hmm. lost a lot of members in our family we just want to take this opportunity to let everyone know we're thinking about you and thank you for being here to, to support us because maybe it was hard, you know, auntie was, was a big part of our family and now she's gone, but we thank you for, for coming out tonight to celebrate our love and our relationship. Right. Um, so it, you know, when you're thinking about all of the, the options that you have, it's like, it's great that you have so many options. Like we have a list here and, you know, there's some great options, but you don't have to do it all. And it doesn't have to be specific to every single person that you've lost, especially if you've lost quite a few bit of, you know, people. And you can kind of keep it to, we're so happy you're here. We do honor these these people that we've lost. On an everyday, you know, status, like how many times do we think about losing someone? We don't think about losing someone until they've either been gone or it's unexpected or something like that, or we know that they're sick and, you know, the results are, are, you know, not what we want. Um, but we, we never think about, you know, having to lose someone and, and it's hard. Like I can't imagine losing anyone at my family and my family, but I know like my grandparents are getting older and of course they're like rushing me. When are you getting married? <laughs> You know, and it's like, I, I do think about those things because I'm yeah. that they are here mm-hmm. to, to see me get married. And, and, and I know that I'm not the only one in that situation, that there is plenty of people, uh, but tomorrow's not promised to us, to any exactly. of us. Exactly. And so, you know, unfortunately it's, it is something that we have to kind of think about. And I would hope that this list just makes people feel a little bit more comfortable thinking about this type of thing and, and loss and it is very hard. I know a lot of people, you know, we, we all grieve differently and it hits people harder than others. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I would just hope that this is a little bit of a help. And um, I think it will, to be honest, you know, because when you lose someone, I'm, I'm like, granted, I couldn't imagine losing someone, you know, while I'm planning my wedding, you know? And so it's like, yeah. you have to think about, every single detail you know especially if you are planning your wedding on your own you know mm-hmm. and so you're, and so you're having to think of every single detail and to be honest like everyone's not perfect we are not perfect right. you know right. so right. you kind of forget some things and mm-hmm. so like when you're getting to this point where you're trying to plan on how to honor your loved one you know 
obviously you may just go straight to the table just because that's what everyone does, you know? Yeah. So I think this list is definitely going to provide those brides and also those grooms a way to like, oh, you know, I didn't think of that, you know, of course, because I'm planning my wedding, but then I'm also grieving this loss. So, right. yeah. So yeah. I really think that this is definitely going to help someone out tremendously so Mm -hmm. definitely definitely we have a few more questions um i guess what boundaries should like one take when they want to memorialize someone like is there stuff they should do or stuff they shouldn't do or like you know things they should kind of like stay away from in order to like prevent from like making it like too somber of an occasion like what what are those parameters yeah, I would definitely say remember that everyone grieves differently. Um, so if you're going to have family members, you know, there that are more sensitive to things, you know, just making sure that you kind of have that in mind and maybe giving them a heads up like, hey, auntie, I'm going to have this memorial table or I'm going to have these items out just so that they can expect it and they can get prepared beforehand and so that they know that it's coming. Um, so that they can just, you know, have a moment, I'm going to see this thing, or I'm going to smell this thing, or I'm going to experience this thing, or remember this memory, and that they can have a moment to kind of you know, feel those feelings that they're going to feel. Um, I think that that would probably be a really good thing to do. And then I would say consider what type of environment and wedding style you're having, because that's also important in considering which one of these suggestions on the list that you're going to incorporate into your wedding. So if you are considering having um, a very intimate ceremony and then a party vibe reception, um, including some things like the, the written notes about memories that may not necessarily fit the style that you want to have, like the, the party vibe reception, you might want to do that, you know, maybe during cocktail hour or not doing it at all and maybe doing something else instead and maybe incorporating a few details um, and suggestions in your ceremony. So that way, when you get to the reception, it's a little bit more of that party vibe and people can have fun. If you are interested in having more private moments than just doing those things where, you know, you're getting ready, those getting ready shots, you know, having those pictures with those um intimate items from from that loved one just thinking about what type of style of wedding you want to have and what kind of mood that you want to have throughout the day and what matches the atmosphere of your wedding that you want to have um especially because some of especially the items they might be more sentimental um and if you're not wanting to have those sentimental moments mix into your party vibe reception then you might want to kind of keep those things separate Those are the things that I would probably think about. You know, every wedding category, you can do something special. So there's Mm -hmm. stationery, there's florists, there's bakers, there's catering, there's wedding planning, entertainment, photography, decor, rentals, you know, everything. I think you just have to be a little bit more thoughtful and sit down and, and, and then also remember those sweet moments. What were those sweet moments that you remember about that loved one and how can you incorporate it into your wedding? Mm-hmm. the wedding is a celebration so maybe like you said you only pick a few things throughout the day 
And maybe you don't do them all at once. I wouldn't recommend doing yeah, them all. No. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> kind of sprinkle them throughout the day. So you have, you know, you're getting ready shots and you have those sweet, you know, items that belong to them and they yeah. tear to your eye, and, but, but, but they're happy tears. You know, you're remembering that person. Um, you're remembering those sweet moments. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it's something during the ceremony and then maybe something at the end of the night. So it's kind of sprinkled throughout the day and that you're not, overwhelming yourself emotionally with all of these thoughts and feelings and things yeah. that you kind of have a little bit, bit of a breathing room to enjoy your wedding day because you got married and but you also got to enjoy the people that were there with you and honor the people that weren't very good um i, I like the kind of hey if you're you know, going to honor like a certain family member or something. And, you know, it's still very sensitive for Mm -hmm. certain guests, like just kind of giving them that heads up or making things more private instead of a shared experience because Mm -hmm. everything doesn't have to be for everyone. right? Right. Like we can honor, we can do things and it doesn't have to be captured. It doesn't have to be an Instagram post or a Facebook post, you know, it can, it, it still happened if no one captured it and no one shared it out. Um, right. And you can have your photographer kind of capture those moments kind of behind the scenes. Right. If you're not wanting, if you want to have that moment captured, but you're not wanting to share it with your guests as well. So that's right. another way to kind of make sure that you still capture it, but maybe it's not public. Exactly. Exactly. We only have two more questions. Um, okay. Is it okay to memorialize someone you wouldn't have invited to the wedding if they were still alive? Yes, I think it's okay to do so. And I also think that it's not if you choose to. I think okay. it's a personal choice. Um, I would say check in with how you're feeling and where you are emotionally. I think you can memorialize that person in private or you can have it be shared depending on where you are emotionally. Um, If you were thinking that you weren't going to originally invite them, I think it's a hard choice. I think it's, it's something that you have to sit down and and take a sense of, you know, what's going on. You could also do something that honors all of the ones that you've lost um, and do like a program and just have a section that says, you know, we're honoring the ones that we've lost and maybe you list their names or maybe you don't. Um, you could do any one of the, um, ideas that we had talked about previously, you know, maybe lighting candles and maybe you don't name the people, but you, you light those candles in honor of them. Um, so I think it's okay if you choose to, and it's okay if you're not, um, whatever you choose, do what makes you comfortable. Um, I know it was probably a hard decision, um, to, to not want to invite that person if, if, you know, when they were alive, but. Um, it's still a loss. And so I think it's important to consider how you're feeling. And if you're feeling like you want to, then by all means, but if you're feeling that you're, you're not wanting to, or you want to kind of do it more privately Mm -hmm. and, and privately different from what we were talking about of all those other private things, like just keeping it to yourself and kind of remembering them on your own and maybe not sharing. That's okay too. I think whatever you, you choose as a couple, I think is fine. That's because it is a hard decision. I, I yeah, it is. Can't imagine very, you know? very difficult decision. Yeah. Last question: Any other advice or takeaways for couples considering when honoring their loved ones? 
I think we like went through like a long list, but is there <laughs> anything else that you would probably want to add? <laughs> I would add that this is your wedding day and that that loved one contributed to your life and no one can take that away. I think it's important to remember the good times. Remember that your grieving process is your own and no one can rush you and say, oh, you know, are you okay now? You know, you may never be okay and you might be one day. No one can say for sure. I would say make sure that you do what feels good to your heart and what you think would make that person proud. I think that they are already proud of you. They are probably already so excited that you're getting married anyway. And any way that you choose to honor them, whether it's privately or publicly, or just in, in, in your own thoughts, you know, maybe you write them a letter, you know, that's, you know, something, a little note that you would have given them if they were here. And maybe you just keep that to yourself. Um, whatever you choose to do, it's for you and it's going to be a part of your healing process. And I would just say, you know, talk to your team about it. Whoever that team is, whoever your people are, just talk to them um, and, and, and make sure that you feel comfortable with what you choose to do. I love that. This episode was definitely needed. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. So many, like, it kind of felt like a, a counseling session. Like it did. It it did. I didn't want to like actually say that, but it really did. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was very therapeutic. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for, I'm so excited that I got to, to participate in this and to talk about this. And I feel like there are a few things on the wedding side that are hard to talk about. This being probably one of the biggest ones, you know, having that loss. And I think, you know, I have lost my stepfather and I think that I did grieve that loss and, and he was sick, but like, I didn't have to I didn't lose him during a pandemic. I didn't lose him while I was planning a wedding or anything. And there are people who are experiencing those things. And so I want to make sure to to people who are experiencing any type of loss, whether it's now or 10 years ago or whenever that, that any of these suggestions that, that they're not just for couples getting married, that it's for anybody who lost someone and, you know, that they're having an experience and, and maybe this might help them, you know, through their grieving process. And I just, I think this is definitely something that needed to be talked about. <laughs> and I hope that it opens up the door for other hard conversations, you know, with yeah. weddings as well um, in our industry, you know, and not just with the couples alone, but that also that our wedding vendors have these types of conversations with each other and with couples. Definitely. Oh, okay. Oh, thank you so much, Catherine. Yes. We're not going to let you go just yet. Um, we're going to get into the unsolicited advice portion of the show, which is something we do every episode where I provide some advice to our listeners, mostly to the brides, sometimes to vendors. Um, But it's, you know, some advice you didn't ask for because you get that a lot once you actually get engaged. (laughs) So for this week, um, the advice is when you are um, searching for your vendors, um, just get advice from couples that have already gotten married or gone through the process because they have more of a complete 
um, perspective of the respective vendors. Not to say that engaged couples um, or someone that knows someone that, you know, worked with X, Y, and Z won't provide the same level of um, kind of feedback, but someone that worked with them from start to finish in respect to their, you know, their own timeline, they might have a fuller picture of how they actually were, you know, on a scale of four to five or four to five, zero out of five stars, you know, like how were they honestly, it might've been a 4.3, it might not be a five, but it's still better than, you know, the majority of vendors out there. So I would really suggest like get, um, if you are searching for a vendor, um, talk to some of your married couple friends that have already kind of gone through it so they can tell you, um, kind of the full picture of it all. So that is my advice for this week. All right, Tania. Very good advice. Thank you. Now we are going to move into the wedding vendor love. So Catherine, I'm going to have you go, go ahead and kick it off for us. Well, I would love to share some wedding vendor love for three vendors that I have had the pleasure of working with and that I admire just as businesses, as entrepreneurs. So the first is Tori Dell Photography. Um, Victoria and I have worked together um, on a style shoot before, and I love how passionate she is about her photography and she's gotten back into film again. And so she's doing film for her clients as well. Um, and she always has a smile on her face and I just, I love her disposition. She's very sweet. The other vendor that I'd like to highlight is Tiernan Petit Cakes and Desserts, Miss Cotton Ward. She is amazing at baking. Like that is her life's passion and it shows through, through her smile, through everything that she, she does. She is passionate about cooking and she, she really feeds you from her soul. Like she wants you to like tell you how it tastes. And, you know, even if it's, if you don't like it, if you don't prefer that taste, she wants to know that information. Like she's really passionate about baking and cooking and all that she does. And, and she's very talented. She can take an idea. I've worked with her on two style shoots and she and I had these conversations about work that you know we hadn't seen in the industry that we really wanted to portray and she's so open to ideas so i know for her clients that she she just does amazing work and then last but not least is yes event decor miss laniele is an event designer and she does decor and design for weddings and events and she does fabulous backdrops with balloons and drapery and um, all different types of centerpieces and she's just amazing and she's definitely passionate about what she does you can see it in her work you can see it in her videos you can see it when you talk to her and I just love seeing the creative ideas that that she likes to um, be challenged and kind of show like a different side of things um, so I'm excited to highlight these vendors and there's so many that I have worked with and that I admire and that I hope to work with someday um, but I just wanted to make sure that I highlight these lovely ladies. Very nice. Awesome. Ashley, are you prepared? Are you ready? Yes, I okay. am. I am. So the vendor, and I'm just going to be completely honest. So moving forward, I feel like I'm going to be shouting out a lot of photographers um, because I have stumbled across so many black photographers that do kind of the fine art documentarian style that I just love. 
Um, and so my goal um, mentally for the upcoming vendor searches um, to seek out vendors in different areas in different states. Um, so today's vendor is actually a photographer based in Colorado. We haven't shouted out any Colorado-based vendors yet, but um, her name is Alicia Rinka, and her Instagram is Alicia Rinka Photo. Um, Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A, Marinka, R-I-N-K-A. And of course, this will be um, on Instagram and whatnot. But her photography, oh my gosh. I just love like the emotional type of like photography where it feels like this was out of like a high print magazine or something like, you know, like a, a luxury print magazine, like a Vogue or like a nice Harper's Bazaar, like shoot, you know, editorial piece. And, oh gosh, I, she is very, very talented um, to say the least. And I love a photographer that has range, has, you know, you see them photographing different complexions, different skins. Um, Because to me, when you think of like the editing process, whether you're extremely dark or fair skin, um, you want to know, will your photographer capture you in the best light and know how to edit you and know how to, you know, appropriately place you in the best places where the light complements you. And, you know, you want a very trained and seasoned photographer and you definitely see that, uh, quality in Alicia Rinka's, um, work. So Colorado brides, uh, definitely look, um, at Alicia Rinka and I'm sure she probably travels, but she is based in Colorado. So that's it for me, Tania. Okay. All right. So this week, um, in honor of this episode, I wanted to highlight someone who actually makes an item to honor a loved one. Because I love candles, um, I found um, a Black-owned candle maker, and she actually does memorial candles. And also, um, if, if you want candles for your wedding, she also makes them as well. Um, I think she's located in St. Louis. And if I'm not mistaken, her name is Leonette. Her Instagram is one, the number one, and it's one panda candle. So we'll have all the information um, on our Instagram, but her website is pandacandles.co. So definitely look her up. Um, she, she has a variety of, um, of scents. And so if you wanted to have her to make a scent that, you know, was... Um, close to your family member scent, definitely ask her. Um, she is, again, located in St. Louis, if I'm not mistaken. But yes, definitely hit her up if you are in search of a candle maker because you can definitely a, get creative with that. That is a great idea, Tania. As you were speaking, I was like, you could get custom candles made and you could exactly. have those ca- custom candles, made, have, it, have them at your wedding, and then you could always order them and have them in your home after the wedding. Exactly. So it's not just a exactly. one-time thing. You could have those, you know, and, and I definitely am looking up one panda candle right now. So <laughs> um, if anybody's looking for some candle companies in the DMV area, I have some resources too. So definitely, you know, it was so hard trying to find a black owned company who actually does this. I mean, cause when, of course, like I was looking all around, um, and like, there's some people on Etsy, but I couldn't find like their actual, like 
IG page or like their website. So this is definitely uh, I have two. Area. Can I add them? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So one is Wishes and Wicks. Mm-hmm. Her name is Amber. And I actually just ordered candles from her. So this is one of her candles. This one Ooh. is the Citronella. Okay. And then I love a I good have, Citronella. Yeah. I have her other one in my bathroom. It's the eucalyptus. So you light it when you take a shower and the steam. Oh, yes. I love eucalyptus. So that, yes. That's Wishes and Wicks. Wishes I'm, and Wicks. I wrote I this am, down. I am a candle connoisseur. Like if you, <laughs> if you go in my bathroom and I'm kind of like, not ashamed, but you know, it's like a obsession. But if I open it up, like there's two shelves and they're full of candles. And then I have like a big box. It's bad. It's There's nothing bad. wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I would probably it's say so I have hair products and candles. <laughs> Basically. Right. Yes. Same here. But the other one is Cozy Wicks. C-O-Z-Y with and she is amazing. Okay, I'm telling oh you. Look her up because she does the oils as well as mm-hmm. the candles. And I, I think both companies are soy candles. Um, and Cozy Wicks, she does the oils. And she also, I'm, I haven't ordered it yet, but I want to. The, um, the car, in, the infuser for the car. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, so she has those. And then I actually, it's on my, like, in my cart. I'm getting ready to order those. And <laughs> she has some other ones. And then I believe Cozy Wicks. I'm not sure about Wishes, um, Wishes and Wicks, but I know Cozy Wicks has a partnership available um, opportunity that if businesses want to have, make their own custom candles. Definitely. Yeah, Cozy and Wicks and then Wishes and Wicks. And they're both Black-owned. Uh, yes, and yes. If you want to have a specialized candle, please look these people up because yes. and they're black owned so you know yes. go support yes absolutely i'm so excited i'm like oh what scent would people use i'm like i'm interested in hearing like, all the different <laughs> combinations of smells that people are gonna and then you can't you don't just have to use them at your ceremony you can no. use them throughout the whole wedding like the reception and yeah you know one of the things that i did for this couple they had the sparkly lights, like the LED lights that you, you know, turn them on. And I put them in glass jars and they were throughout the whole ceremony reception space. I added some in the bathrooms to kind of continue that Ooh, like yeah. idea and kind of like carry on the theme. And so there were like four of them on the bathroom sink when they like washed their hands in the, the mm. glass jars. So it's, it's like you could have them in the bath, the candles in the bathrooms too. So you can carry it throughout the whole space and it can be a whole wedding day or wedding weekend you know scent that everybody gets to enjoy i love that oh i'm already <laughs> gonna do candles at my wedding but you know but now like with this idea like this added idea like ugh, they're gonna be all candles out <laughs> <laughs> you, you know how like you walk into these stores like who is it amber crombie i think and uh-huh. like, they have their own scent and like you don't even have to be in the store you could be down the down the hall in the mall yeah. and you can yeah, already you can smell, smell it, smell so it. Like, yeah mm-hmm. why not do that for your own wedding exactly mm-hmm. yeah but you know what like the medical side of me is thinking about all the people who may be allergic to the smells <laughs> but you know oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and you can have it very subtly right so like yeah. maybe you don't have yeah. it on all your tables but maybe exactly. you have it like at the entrance or, you know, kind yeah. of in strategic places throughout yeah. so that it smells the room up, but it's not overpowering. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something you can consider when you're working with these 
candle companies that they can help you kind of make sure Mm -hmm. that they have the right adjustments of, you know, those scents and and things that are more powerful than others. And, you know, there, there's ways that we can make sure that that grandma's not sneezing. (laughs) (laughs) Does anyone object? (laughs) Right. That would be my stepmom. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That would be my grandma. She would be like, what is that smell? (laughs) I'm like, Grandma, does she love it? I love the smell. She's like, no. <laughs> Maybe it's a little too much. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, goodness. Well, Catherine, where can people find you, follow you, um, learn more about Grace and Virtue? Absolutely. So on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest, I am Grace and Virtue Events, all spelled out. And then I am on Twitter and it is grace and virtue underscore. I don't know why, but Twitter, you know, you can't have all those characters though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I am grace and virtue events at all social media points. And my website is www.graceandvirtueevents.com. Very nice. Tania. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Tania, where can they find us? All right. So you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Oh, LinkedIn at HeWhyDoWed. Yes. Um, and then also you can find us at HeWhyDo.com. And you can also find Ashley at Demitosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Belsori. I'm never on Twitter, except that there's like a versus. But I was gonna say yeah. only if there's a versus <laughs> on, she's on Twitter. She's not usually on Twitter. Though. I think I'm the same way. I prefer Instagram and Facebook, and I love uh-huh. Pinterest. So I'm on Pinterest as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm definitely. And my LinkedIn is my name, Catherine Carter. I forgot to mention that, but. Um, <laughs> I, I prefer Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest. Like those are probably like my top three. Mm-hmm. Twitter, I feel like Twitter, you have to like have that back and forth with people. Yeah. And I'm never I on love there, it. like to tweet, like I'm never on there long enough to do all that. So I just post randomly and I don't. Man, like oh there's like so many times where I want to tweet out and then I'm like, nah, because I don't want that to follow me. <laughs> Well, and you I can now like change so the visibility. Oh, you yeah. Oh, yeah. I, they just added that. I'm a, yeah. I am love Twitter. I'm on Twitter, like, all the time. Like, Twitter and Instagram are, like, my tops. I think Twitter, honestly, before Instagram for me. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's very close, though. Anything. Yeah. It's... I didn't... I wasn't, like... It took because me a while to, like, Twitter warm up to Instagram. and like word targeted it's not like you know instagram and facebook they're more visual and their pictures like for Mm -hmm. me twitter is so wordy (laughs) yeah another word that i'm just like i don't i i'm such a creative that i'm not like i i I tend to steer toward like the creative social media so like instagram pinterest and facebook like i'm there Mm -hmm. that makes sense (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll tweet a little bit more now that they've changed the guidelines and stuff like that. Because there are so many things that I want to say throughout the day. Like I'll go to Twitter and be like, Ugh. but then I like delete, delete, delete. 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 <laughs> what does it mean for them it. to add the to change the visibility? So you can like have it where the replies are in. I'm assuming because they say the replies are based on these three tiers that 
these are the three tiers that can see what you're pushing out. So let me fully research that. But it's either everybody in the world, if you have a public page, everyone, people you follow or people you at. So like if you intentionally say, you know, like Tania, I only want Tania to see this. I only want Tania to respond. I have to set that setting. Mm, okay. So I, I need hope to so step because... up my Twitter game, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. This was so uh, fun, guys. Thank you yes. so much. Yes. No, thank, thank you. you so thank much. you so much. Honestly, I mean, we like we enjoyed this so much. Like I feel like you're gonna be one of the ones that were like, hey, mm. come back. I would love it. All right, so this was great. Yes. Episode. Thanks for listening. It. Bye y'all.